Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Last night, it's the fact that Stephen Adams, for what was asked of him, that, that was, I don't have the box, but what was it, 12 minutes? Wasn't much. Uh, I thought looked good, got up and down dunk the ball, rebounded. That's what you wanted to see was how he looked. Because, again, even Steven Adams has been this preseason, well, wait, let, let, let me hold on before I say, you know, let me stop short of saying I'm fully back. And so I thought last night to see him getting up and down looked pretty good. Jaron looked good getting to the basket. Yep. You know, well, I could we could go down the list here, but don't probably don't need to. Best thing was seeing Steven Adams as active as he was. Hopefully that continues. Absolutely. Figure he's going to be on, you know, restrictions. Absolutely, Jason. To start things up. Uh, but if you want to talk about NBA overtimes and preseason, man, you go, we should kill it. Yes. Kill it today, never again. What a dumb thing to have. It is. It's very dumb. I mean, because you sit here and you complain about injuries and you want to do preseason overtimes. But again, let's just talk about what it's not the length of, a, of an NFL overtime like we're talking about. You didn't go back and forth. And it's not and a physical again, game. Yeah, right. And you got, you know, your fans are in there, short thing. You're putting a little capper on it. Hey, man, fans might want a, a winner, John. I get Your little fans just, might not want to go home on a tie. Yeah, you can't just uh, you can't just say, all right, game's over. It's, I heard uh, the suggestion go Elam ending at that point. Can oh, you do that? I like that. Now, yeah. that'd be a little different spin John might invest in there. Yes. Maybe, maybe you get a little bit more yes. interest there, Silver. I do want to pass along that the Grizzlies start their season 1-0 against the spread. Number was four. I'm surprised you didn't start lead with that. Well, I mean, I didn't have anything on. I'm not do that. I mean, oh, you think okay. I'm? Cool. Do you think I'm that? <laughs> yeah, it's the NBA preseason, dude. How, and I mean, yeah, what are you not, not going to have anything on the Bucks tomorrow? Bucks and Grizzlies? Uh, no, I mean, have a little bit of class. Is uh, yeah, yeah, right. Damian Lillard and those guys expected to play? I highly doubt it. Okay, well, I mean, I think I, I would think they'd like to get some reps together. I mean, I guess not. I don't know. You might see them if they don't suit up. Will they have enough players? Bucks? Yeah, I'm sure. Good grief. I mean, we're going to get the other. Uh, Atatakumpo. We're going to get him in the starting lineup. They're no. listed as game time decisions. Okay. So you don't think is it, it's in Memphis? I think it, you care more about yeah, those in Memphis. playing those guys at, at home, don't right. you? Now you're right. They're not going to play. Yeah. They're not going to play. Uh, I'd be I'd be uh, pleasantly surprised if they Although the, pay, the pace are started their guys, but I guess they're all young. They're no, all, well, Halliburton went out there, was he? Uh, that's true. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Tyrese was not there. He was not. And that's the guy. That's right. That's a good point. So it'll be. Uh, It'll be you know, nobody relevant for them. maybe you get one of the two maybe, maybe for but a quarter just, or something. again on the road I'm not, I just wouldn't bank on it yeah no I think that's right I think that's exactly right um, but yeah look I I I think you pointed out like all the, like all the good things I mean I think um, a lot of people uh, took what Zaire Williams said at media day and really ran with it and, and just assumed that because he says it it's going to be true in terms of the season he's going to have I'm still not seeing it. Um, I think he played the most minutes of anybody off the bench. Oh, like he they, did. they tried to give it to oh, him. Oh, they're giving him everything they've got. What do you go, two of seven? Yeah. I, I just I, I think sometimes you just have to um it is what it is. And I'm not saying like cut him or trade him or anything like that necessarily yet, but uh sometimes 
it just it just isn't going to happen, uh, and it's not there for a player. I mean, I, I think they 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 saw something that they liked, um, you know, the size and the versatility and all those things, and it just and the shooting, but it hasn't come together. And I don't think there is really a, um, I don't think there's a chance for him here uh, long term. I, I just don't see it. I, I don't I don't see how he like takes control of that, you know, that starting three spot, for example. Like, I mean, I just, it's there to be taken. It, it feels is there like, to be but, taken, but I don't, I don't see him doing it. I just, how does he do it? He's not, I mean, it's not going to be by uh, going two of seven and, and ha- having six points in the preseason. No, it'll be Kennard, uh as opposed to that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it seems like the opportunity for them, for him is there to where you could at least, you know, you start out and it's it's smart, Bain, and, and Zaire as opposed to smart, Bain, and Kennard because I think that's the way – if Zaire Williams doesn't take it by the throat, I think that's the way you're going to end up going. Exactly. I don't think you're ready to hand that over to Roddy uh, at this point. And so again, and you saw you saw Kennard out there, you know, yesterday. It's it's something you're capable of. Do you take a step back defensively? Probably so. But Zaire has not done enough. Right. He has not done enough in trying to bounce back and take a hold of this thing. At least in my eyes, to uh, to to validate that to say he should be the guy out there. At least you get him the start the three right now. I'd give that to Kennard, who's going to shoot the ball well. You know that, despite the fact he didn't last night. Exactly. Uh, neither him or Bain did, but you know those shots are going to drop during the season. Exactly. You're just more comfortable. You know what you're going to get from Kennard, as opposed to right now, with Zaire, you're still trying to figure it out. Yep. You know? Yep. There is no doubt about that. So, uh, anyway, Grizzlies preseason is back in action. Uh, it's nice to see. Look, looking forward to the season. Looking forward to a, uh, a great year with them right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, when we come back, we got the preseason poll out in the AAC. Get into that. Got pl- got players, got play- uh, first team, all that. So we'll uh, update you on what the what the uh, you know look is in the AAC and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah. Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on Memphis's Sports Station, 92.9 FM ESPN.
Black Tie Movement is changing moving in the city of Memphis. How are they doing that? By being the best. By being the best team in town that can help you with your move. I had to move a piece of furniture. Man, it was a heavy ass piece of furniture. We're getting my uh, my son's ready, my son, my son's room ready. Okay. And so we're having to move some stuff out, right? And I had to move this giant piece of furniture that I don't know, probably weighed like 200 pounds. Me and my brother, and I just I think I threw my back out. I think I'm gonna have to. Uh, can I sue myself? You know, I think I need to do that. Forever believing I can handle something like that on my own. Going downstairs and stuff, just a hazard, putting myself at risk. Don't do that to yourself. Hire a team. Hire a professional team that can show up on time, stay on budget. That's Black Tie. Call them. 316-6196 is the phone number. They're going to do the best job possible. Cross town, cross country. is Black Tie moving. Change and move in the city of Memphis. Call today. Every day around this time, Jason does the rundown. Let's do it. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Uh, before we do, uh, before we do uh, get on with the show here, I do want to uh, wish goodbye to uh, what has been a staple of this show for quite some time. But I think we sort of have made a transition here from uh, now. Let me see you lean and rock with it like a boss. I know that's been something that you guys have sort of looked forward to every every day at noon, but I think every show, right, needs to evolve. And based on some numbers that we saw this past month, uh, it's certainly we got to get rid of it. Uh, so <laughs> it was dragging us down. It was dragging us way down, man. There's no question about it. So you know Salute. when you're when you're on the wrong side, okay, of a 12-0 run. You got to call timeout. You got to make some adjustments. There's no question about it. So we're going to do that. And uh, again, uh, shout out to that whoever made that beat. It got some real run on this show. Literally, someone just said, "Thank God the boss song is gone." Is that true? Yes. <laughs> just got that messaged. Could have probably made the adjustment much sooner. We waited too long. That to is call. classic. We waited too bro. long to call timeout. Somebody tweeted might that be, to you. So it might be game over. Yeah, direct message. That is that. hilarious, bro. On, on the X, might be game over already, John. I think we should have called timeout earlier. Like we don't time. know why Very that cool. song ever appeared, but it did. And uh, you know, it it just kind of it was like a, a, a an in law. You couldn't get rid of it. Uh, and but we have, all right, we have. And uh, I just wanted to announce that for housekeeping for the show because again, some metrics came in last month that we didn't like okay and so we're we're gonna we, we i have a good feeling that's a huge part of it they don't want to tune in at noon because they know that song's gonna play dog but no more no more no more do you need to worry about that so uh do you have any other words you want to say about it Mm-mm. okay so uh don't even rest in peace rest in hell that's all rest in hell rest in piss for the uh for this like a boss song all right. Uh, anyway, that's that on that, my brother. Um, we got some preseason votes in the AAC. Yeah, it's important news and probably expected news in terms of how the uh, the poll how the poll turned out. Yep. Yes, uh, the AAC preseason basketball poll is out, and not shockingly, uh, the order is as follows: FAU one, Memphis two, Tulane three, UAB four. Bunch of dog-ish after that. Y'all can argue about 5 through 14 if you want to. I guess if you want to, uh, uh, mystery relevant would be UTSA there at 14th. Um, preseason all-conference first team, only one representative from the University of Memphis. That would be Javon Quinterly. Eric Gaines, 
UAB, Janelle Davis, Florida Atlantic, Elijah Martin, Florida Atlantic, Javon Quinterly, Memphis, Jalen Forbes, Tulane. Uh, second teams, Jordan Brown, uh, Max Fielder, Zurich Phelps, Kevin Cross, uh, and R.J. Felton. So um, that's the uh, preseason player of the year. It looks like it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, there, there's two players here, Janelle Davis yep. and uh, Elijah Martin. A preseason rookie of the year, Carl Sharon Fant, JJ Taylor. It's interesting that uh, both from Memphis, obviously, there must be no uh, freshmen in this league. It must just be a bunch of uh, you know older guys uh, because I I don't even think JJ Taylor's going to play, and I don't even think Carl Sharon Fant's going to play. I mean, maybe, but uh, unlikely. I think if Carl Sharon Fant's playing, means one of two things: either he's incredible, or uh, somebody's hurt. I mean, I, I don't really see how there's. Right, any... I mean, he could play in the AAC. That's good. That that schedule's going to be so easy. I mean, who's you know he playing? He's not playing in front of Jaden, though, is he? I mean, he's not. Who's Carl? He? I just he just he's so big, man. I find it, he yeah. feels like he's going to find a way out there. I'm not sitting up here to tell you he's going to get a ton of minutes. But I feel like he'll be out there. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm kind of with you on JJ. I, I, I'm wondering if we'll see him at all. But uh, Carl, I think, could be useful, especially if you don't have uh, you know that big, strong body. Not yeah. having a DeAndre, yeah, just be another body in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll see. So yeah, um, interestingly enough. Um, there is no DeAndre Williams, which is, you know, I guess they just can't wait, right? They just – but but to me, it's like, okay, we're now in the portion of um, – by the way, I guess before we get to that, do you have any issues with who's on the first team, who's not on the first team, the order? FAU got 11 first-place votes, Memphis got three. you have any issues with any of no, that? No, if, if DeAndre had been eligible to this point, then I would have been ready to make a case that Memphis should be above Florida Atlantic. Uh, and if you look at the votes, Florida Atlanta got 11 first-place votes. Memphis got three. But in terms of uh, points, 167 to 159, I think you see it's an eight-point difference as it is. You put DeAndre on Memphis, I think they're clearly the should should have been the conference favorite, but that is not a conversation uh, we need to have. So it would have been my only issue uh, in terms of being second right now in Florida Atlantic. I think we sort of expected it. Uh, the fact is what's what's what stands out, to be honest with you, is what happens when Florida Atlantic loses Dusty May. Is this just a deal where you're talking about a one bid conference because Florida Atlantic has fallen off? Now a lot of you know, a lot of gotta happen between now and then. Yep. But you figure Dusty May is not there to stay at Florida Atlantic. In fact, probably could have had a you know, taken a job this offseason. He decides to stay, everybody's coming back. But take him away from Florida Atlantic and look at the rest of this basketball league that right now, you know, Wichita State is in rebuild no- mode with a new coach. They're sitting at eighth. I mean, there's it's Memphis. It, Tulane is third. A Tulane team that you you know used to expect to beat you know twice per season and uh, to sit at toward the bottom of the league is sitting up here at third. This thing is just an absolute uh, mess in terms of the the com- and, and and you can't say that it's a, it's much better in football because again after Tulane and Memphis in football this year it drops off significantly and I tell you it's the same thing uh, in terms of this basketball league this year. Fact is though might only be a one bid league in terms of you look at this conference in the NCAA tournament one bid league after you. You know, whenever Dusty May decides it's time to move up to a different job. Yeah. Hopefully it's not. Maybe Wichita State can get up off the floor. SMU can bounce back. But this is a, a long list of not-so-good basketball programs. Yep. Uh, it, Pretty pressing. It, yeah, it is. It's awful. It's uh, it's it's really damn near worse than Conference USA back in the day. Because at least Conference USA would have, like, plucky Southern Miss and, uh, you know, Houston was in CUSA and SMU was in CUSA. Like, those were at least – SMU wasn't really that good, but you would have like one random team that was like okay, and and like there's just there's nothing here after Dusty May leaves, bro. There's just I mean, 
Uh, yeah, and so your your non conference will have to be jacked up every yep. year, and that's that's great for your fans in terms of non conference. But but who who do you want to get up and go see Memphis play down at the Forum during conference play? <laughs> yeah, they, you, you got yeah, and that's eighteen games of your thirty one game regular season schedule. Exactly right. You know, you're talking about it, it, nobody wants to see any, anybody in this. Exactly. At least, like you said, you had at least Cincinnati and the rivalry there. You know what I mean? Yep. And the fact that Houston was going to be good to, year to year because Kelvin Sampson wasn't going anywhere. The difference between them and Florida Atlantic, you feel like with Dusty May at some point, is just get, just really getting started. And so, what do you do at that point? Because that's out of your control. Yep. You got to you got to play those teams at home. How do yep. how do you get attendance up when you're playing? You know, Rice and freaking Charlotte down at FedEx Forum. Nobody wants to get up for it. It's just woo, and it, and it will just put so an immense pressure on Penny to run the table pretty much essentially every year through his conference. And uh, if you just want a decent seed, right? You drop any of those, you're in trouble. Yep. So. It's a, it's not it's not a good place to be right now. No, uh, I understand the urgency to get up out of this conference. I think it's um, you know it, it it's a little it's it's kind of getting late early on DeAndre and, and isn't it? I mean it's it's you know you got the polls out, basketball season's already practice already started. You don't have an answer yet, like. I don't know. I guess you could always, you know, Tez Walker got cleared. So I was gone when that happened. People were were, were people around here looking that as as positive news for possibly for DeAndre the Tez Walker thing. The yeah, there was a little bit of a reach there. I mean, uh, but I I don't I really don't think yeah, ultimately I'd... there's anything. That's a totally different. That's a totally. He he was a two time transfer. Mm-hmm. You know that's and they a, didn't have the sport. He was they didn't have football his first school. I think is the deal there. What was he playing there? Nothing. What, nothing. And so his first year, his first year shouldn't count. Is right. is the point that North Carolina is making? Well, that's because yeah. football wasn't even offered. I think it's something along those lines. Yeah, I think you know here, here it's just different. Here it's just, you know, this is just basically their contention that he was done wrong by people that he trusted. Which again, as we as we've sort of ex- said a million times, is really outside of the NCAA scope. It would just be a thing where, um, you know, they are. You know, feeling they're doing this out of the goodness of their own hearts if they clear DeAndre and let him play, right? I mean, that's what it would be about. And when have they ever done that? You know, certainly less, uh, let alone for Memphis. So I don't know. It feels like it's not happening. Again, I have not, nobody's told me that, but um, I, I, ju- I just do not believe that, uh, I do not believe at this point that DeAndre Williams is going to suit up for Memphis. And I would, I would advise everybody else. To feel the same way, hope for the best, right? But but plan to be without DeAndre Williams, I think would be a good path of of advice. What are Memphis's chances of winning the conference and being better than FAU without DeAndre Williams? Uh, I would probably say like twenty five percent. I would assign like a one in four. That feels about right to me. I mean, Memphis is still going to be decent to good. I mean, they have a chance. Uh, again, the concerns are um, the continuity is gone completely. So you're really starting over. But you're starting over with good players. So I give FAU the continuity edge, and and, uh, and I think that's pretty big in college basketball, as we've found out over the years. Mm-hmm. But if it, I, I, I do assign again a twenty five percent chance that it comes together miraculously well in Memphis, and not even miraculously, but like really well early on, and uh, they they get through conference play pretty, uh, you know, intact, pick up a couple good wins, 
And look, yeah, I mean, I don't think FAU is like just some dominant team, but um, I mean, they were really good last year. And they bring everybody back, so uh, I, I give them a seventy-five percent chance of winning the league, which is less than what I would have given Houston, right? Years and years, you know what I'm saying? When it was Houston, I would, I would assign probably an 85, 90% chance, if not 95, you know? I think Memphis can beat FAU, I, you know, uh, for the title in, in a way that I never thought that of Houston. Because, like, Houston was a machine. I mean, they, were, they, they didn't drop games. They didn't lose stupid conferences. We don't know that about FAU yet, right? Like, we don't, we don't know. Uh, there's a lot we don't know about them. So I would say 75% FAU. 25% Memphis. Would you go a little higher for Memphis? Probably, but not much. Yeah. Like I, I, it, I, might, it might be a one in three shot as opposed to a one in four. That might be my difference. Not, not hugely different. Though. Yeah, I will say this. It's time. It's time for Memphis in the AAC. They've never won it. Not one time. That's crazy. Not under passion, under tubby, not under penny. Not yeah, one that, time. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I mean, they won the you know, postseason, you know, the tournament. But they've never won the regular season. And that's really what matters more in these situations. Um, it's time. And, you know, this is the year to do it, right? Because uh, if you do it next year when FAU loses everybody, everybody's going to say, well, who else was supposed to win that league? You're supposed to win that league. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a year where you would, like, I think you would pick up a lot of, like, national, you know, equity and respect if you win this league still in a way that you won't in three years. You know, it'll be like like when Memphis won CUSA, it'll be no different. It'll just be like you bat an eye at. It doesn't matter. Of course, Memphis won. Memphis probably goes sixteen and zero. It's like if you go anything worse than that, you're gonna get kind of kind of get you know raked over the coal. You go fourteen and two or whatever. You know, you're gonna get criticized. So, yeah, I mean, because Ron Hunter's gonna leave Tulane if he has a good year, right? He's gonna get a job somewhere else. So, I mean, this this league is really on the verge of complete collapse. Honestly, uh, it's uh it's it's a uh, it's an absolute disaster. I mean, you look at it. I mean, it's just, you know, who who would pay anything for the for this rights deal? Fubo. Uh-huh. I mean, who you know? I mean, this is a joke. Mm. I mean, it's just not worth anything to me. Um, I guess you got to have the programming on ESPN Plus to justify that joint going up ten percent. But damn, dog, it's it's ugly. And then you see the news again. Zach is going to the Big Twelve. That came out today. That they're about to add Gonzaga. I saw that uh, your mark's not done. And my question to the Big Twelve is why? Why are you adding Gonzaga? What value does Gonzaga add to your league? You already have great basketball programs there. You already have national championship contenders. Oh, there. I mean, it, it just makes it greater. You can you can argue that uh, they are the greatest basketball conference, perhaps. But do you need Gonzaga though for that? No, it's gonna be the. I mean, the ACC's falling off, and it's just you and the Big Ten. But do you like if Gonzaga if, certainly helps that case? Do you think that you are best with them in Kansas? You're, there? You I mean, already are the best, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, and, and now you got to go to Spokane. You got to travel. You got you know. And what happens to Gonzaga after Mark Few retires? I don't. I don't know that that's falling off. Uh, I, I guess we'll see. I don't know. I just. I'm. I'm. I, I, you know, the jury's out. I mean, I don't. You know, I. I, just, I wouldn't. I think, uh, uh, Tommy Lloyd could go back there and do the same thing. All those international players he he helped get. Well, if Gonzaga's in the Big Twelve, I give I I would yeah. assign a better chance of that. If they're in the West Coast, I would say no. Maybe so. That's an mm-hmm. interesting thought. If he gets run out of Arizona or something, um, I don't know. I just think that program's overrated. I mean, it's it's never. I think know. Mark. I can't say he's overrated because he built it, but he he's the he's the godfather of that program. He's the fi- he birthed it. 
Yeah, I won't say that it can't be that with him gone. Now that it's built the built into the brand that it is, it's, it's, it's like Syracuse. And especially if you've got me, Big Twelve back, backing and you're playing a conference schedule, has got Kansas and Baylor and all them on it. Yeah. You're going to get kids there. That's going to continue. There's no reason that thing has to fall off. What separates it from Syracuse? And though? I can't sit up here and tell you Mark Few's some great coach because he's never been able to win the big one. Well, no, but he has. And we don't we don't give that crown to guys that he don't has win gone the big to Elite one. Eights and Final Four. Oh, sure, though, yeah, he's knocked on the door a bunch of times, but he's never broken through it. But okay, let me and ask you. He's this. not on your list. What separates them from Syracuse? Because we saw Jim Beheim do the same thing as Syracuse. He retires, steps down, that thing sucks. What's to prevent Gonzaga from going the same way? Well, I mean, again, he's running a system, Beheim, with that zone, John, that you can't emulate. There is no this, this Mark Few's not running something, right? It's more the players they are now getting. The level of player that they're getting. Mark Few's not running some offense we don't see anywhere else in the country. He's not running some defense. It's the level of player that they've they've gone from getting when he first started to what they're now getting. Dude, they got five stars. They got the best transfers in there. What are we talking about? Beheim's a different. You no, no one else can coach that zone that was so successful for him. Right. So it's a, it's a, it's a little bit different there. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's uh. It's just one of those things where this league stinks, and you, it's, it's a little. I'm a little salty. I'm a little salty about you know Gonzaga getting to go and Memphis playing damn East Carolina, bro. Rice, gross. It's like it's like you know it's like you're getting back with a a bad ex. You know what I'm saying? It's bad for everybody. Yeah. Now you got to you know you got to run tables. Anything less than 17 and one really in conference play, you, you know, even 16 and a uh, 16 and two, people are gonna look at you like, huh? Who'd you lose? Who'd you lose two games to in that conference? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where you're getting, man. Back yeah. to those cow days, back to those early. You know, even 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 Josh was in the sort of the same boat. Yep. And he went 16 and 0, I think, at USA Plus. I know that Bayham just retired, but let's be real, he's been retired for years on the job. I mean, so we've got we've got. Well, they're they're not getting same level of player either. That's the thing. Is that like what are we talking? They they were getting the Carmelos of the world at one time, yep. winning national championships. That's fallen off too because folks have looked at looked at Bayham's system and said, look at this, antiquated. You haven't changed. Yep. You know, so again, they that that's sort of what I what I'm what I point to with Belichick and Kraft. Like, if you let your guy just sort of run it in, well, the times can pass you by, and you'll be digging yourself out of a hole that doesn't need to be as deep as it is. And so, I just think that's sort of where what the boat that Syracuse is in. That old style got played out after a while, and and folks stopped going there. You know, the big boys. Anyway, um, no, I don't think that Mark Few necessarily leaving Gonzaga means they're going to fall off. And I think your Mark's probably being smart, being outside the box like this. I look, dude. With where they were, everybody questioning the future of the Big Twelve. What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Like he's come in and, no, he did a great uh, and job. gotten a lot done. Yes, a lot, lot better than your boy Klavkov or anybody else of late. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's the latest uh, in uh, in the in the world of college. I wonder if you keep trying to pull UConn, or is he just done with that? I I think they're just going to stay in the Big East. Just want Gonzaga. Yeah. And let UConn's going to stay, and you're not messing with them. Okay. Yep. So anyway, that's the. Uh, that's the deal with the AAC preseason polls out, and uh, we'll be having basketball games here real soon. Next story. Oh, you talk about your disappointment. I'm disappointed in the Tennessee Titans, who lose yesterday the Indianapolis Colts 23-16. That is after Anthony Richardson had to leave the game with a right shoulder injury. And I know uh, some of you Titans fans will say, well, Gardner Minshew's won games before, and this one he goes 11-14, 155 yards in relief of uh, Richardson in that game. But it wasn't really about Gardner Minshew. It's the way that – uh, the Colts ran the ball on you, and it wasn't uh, uh, Jonathan uh, Taylor. It was Zach Moss who went crazy with 165 rushing yards and two touchdowns. 
you know, this Titans defense at one part at one point was the thing you could point to under Vrabel and say, well, you know, that's going to be good and at least keep you in games. Yes, last night was thirty. Yesterday was thirty-four rushes for one hundred ninety-three yards that the Titans gave up, and uh, it did not look good. We've meant I mentioned it there in that first hour. Titans are now zero and three on the road, and at one point you looked at you know the Jags' struggle sort of early on uh, and say, well, you know, in this division. You know, and where you've got a rookie QB with the Colts and, again, a rookie QB with the Texans, you can if you can just hang around if the Jags are going to struggle, uh, you can stay in this thing and, and, and possibly be in it at the end and uh, give yourself a chance at a division title. But what I've seen from this team uh, in terms of defensively and their inability on the, uh, to win on the road uh, and the Jags, like we said, I mean, you make a statement in, in terms of this week in beating the Bills. Uh, Colts, again, appear at least uh, right now stronger than you even when they've got to go to their backup. So, um, I don't know. This is again. I've counted Vrabel out before, and he showed us it's usually the back against the wall moments. But I thought again, you were already zero and two on the road. This is one you say, well, if we can get this one, we're really back in the mix, and you end up dropping it uh, to Gardner to Gardner Minshew and Zach Moss. Uh, I thought this was a game again. If you're the Titans, you look at this one, and you say, if you're out of the playoffs at the end of the year, this will be one you point back to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it it is. Uh, and by the way, just real quick, we uh, I know you were talking about Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't sound like he's going to play tonight. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Hamstring. Uh, those are tricky. Uh, well, they brought, him back. They brought yeah. him back last week and didn't give him a lot of run on it. It looked like you might have brought him back too early. That happened in the first game against the Bears. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, a, that's unfortunate if he can't go. Yeah. It's uh, good for you, though. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, if, you're, if, you're, if you wanted your team to win. Uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a huge issue for me, actually. No, I mean you'll get more AJ Dillon and Big Pat will be back out there again. Uh, it means my fantasy week is over. I've lost to Giannato. I needed Aaron Jones about twelve points from. What's tonight. our record going to drop to? Uh, we'll be two and three. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that, that, so, you, yeah that's still in the game. You yeah, know. I mean you're sort of putting together like a real like you know I mean you're at this point you're just trying to uh, sneak up on somebody in the postseason. Well, I mean we're just talking about Richardson. He was my quarterback yesterday. He goes out in that game in the second, and it's a shoulder injury. And each time he's gotten hurt this year is when he's outside running outside the pocket. Yeah, uh, had the concussion after he scored the touchdown, hit his head, and on this one he's outside running and he you know runs his shoulder into the ground. Got to go immediately. Colts are smart having Gardner Minshew behind him. That can keep you, you know, more than a float, I guess, especially if you uh, a cast off like Zach Moss is that now going off. Again, I just think that says more about uh, what the Titans, where the Titans are right now than does the Colts or some super team. What a stupid game that was yesterday. What an absolutely dumbass game. And I had Titans plus money. I had Titans plus one and a half. They closed at minus two and a half, and I felt really good about that. I know. And then they just, man, their defense has fallen off a cliff, dude. Their defense is bad. I mean, Zach Moss carving their ass up yesterday. I mean, everybody was carving them up yesterday. They could not get off the field on third down. Like, where are my Titans? What has become of them? I mean, they're not good. And it wasn't even like, I mean, I, look, I know the offense only put up 16, right? So, But Tannehill didn't even play that bad. I thought Tannehill played fine. He's 23 of 34, and Hopkins had eight balls yeah. for 140. It's Derrick Henry only getting 43 on 13 carries. They went for that that the, They went for that fourth and one with Henry. He just got stuffed. I mean, that was the most predictable play I've ever seen. And uh, the Colts are ready for it. And I just think the days of just uh, you know putting your head down and bowing forward is, is probably over for him. Um, they're going to have to get a little bit more creative on the, offense. Uh, Athletic points out that Traylon Burks is the only Titans receiver that gets downfield as a threat. And so with him gone the last two games, you've just been able to load up on him. 
you know, that, that, that downfield threat takes away a ton. Hopkins from turned the back of the clock on that. Slain, Slain's a lot. I'm not going to sit up here and act like Traylon yeah. Burst the difference, though. Yeah. yeah but you, ought, you ought to have other guys that you can hit downfield, the yeah. fact that he's the only one. I do want to uh, shout out a few people uh, sort of while we're on the subject here for their uh, – we're just going to highlight some of the best Caucasian performances of the week. Uh, Adam Thielen did get in the end zone. Uh, Bro, they, that's for an 0-5 team. Yeah, that's fine, but a lot of people doubted him. George Kittle, three touchdowns. Uh, so Kittle was fantastic and had not did not have a touchdown coming into that game. Christian McCaffrey extends trip. his streak, 14 straight games with a touchdown. Yeah, uh, Gardner Minshew comes in as a backup and just carves up the Tennessee Titans. Right. So I think those are sort of your heroes of the week. Would you well, agree with uh, that? Let me give you this moment in African American history well, of the NFL. I, I, uh, the whole thing. Everybody else in the zone. So I, all them sacks and everything. Sir, this is not. This was not the time for that. Yeah. Did you see uh, Patrick Mahomes got another win? Yeah, I did. Yeah, they just keep. No, I didn't. Did you see Patrick Mahomes got another win? See, mm-hmm. beat Minnesota. A lot of people don't know this. Beat a white quarterback. Patrick Mahomes mixed, you know, and uh, it's been a real tug of war on this show. Uh, as not at all. You don't get uh, a mixed kid, man. Uh, I think it, that we have uh, as much acclaim, you know. I mean, like he he's like a, he's country, you know. He likes four wheelers. No, you know he he uh, you know, again. It's up for debate. Uh, Burrow back, got the win, right? <laughs> oh, are you yeah. out on Burrow now? Right. And at that same You're time, over what, Burrow. what does Josh Allen do? Trevor Lawrence, bro. Trevor Lawrence. I told Goff you. had a good weekend. Man, golf on that ass. Six of the top eight paid QBs. Black. Jalen Hurts had a great day. I think it's like seven of the first ten or something, too. I'll tell you who. Dak. Ooh. Now that's a that's a mixed brother that you want to give back. See, and you oh, do it based sure. on how them folks play. That's why we don't yeah, play Dak with you. Dak is definitely y'all. The mixed brothers are all ours. Brock Purdy, as my grandmother said, drop Brock, of black blood. Brock Purdy, my guy, you got to love that. We're just it's, it's just sort of your stock time. report, right? It's just your sort of your your racial stock report of the NFL this week. You know, as always, very balanced. You know, it's like some up, some down. I can't believe you don't bring up the fact that Gardner Minshew comes in for the. Anthony Richardson and gets them the win. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating, bro. No, I'm just saying you as a as a white guy winning, got you come in for the back and you get the. I can't believe you're not using that as oh, ammo a, for you. He's a hero, but but uh, yeah. to you me, know, I'm surprised you're not saying just give him the, no, the thing I, the rest of the way. Just give him the ball the rest of the way. He didn't even do anything. That's the thing is like he just he just made like the passes. He, he made the throws that the Titans gave to him that were made available to him, bro. Yeah, I told you I, I once depended on that Titans defense. I cannot anymore. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just thought that was like a quintessential spot for Vrabel to have his team ready to go. Maybe I, I was wrong. Maybe I was, you know, thinking, you know, off. But well, you were clearly wrong. I mean, they did have a chance to tie it a couple of times, but they did not do that or take the lead. They had a, on that. They, I think it was twenty to sixteen, and they got stuffed on that fourth and one. Um, really, really wish they would have gone for the field goal there with plus one and a half, but. They chose not to do that, and uh, ultimately it cost me. But uh, uh, Titans got Taylor and Moss now, and yeah, we'll see on on Richardson. Sounds like he could be out a few weeks with yeah, the I with mean, the uh, AC injury, AC joint injury to the shoulder. I think that probably helped. The, but they're probably the probably had in a win now right. situation. Probably helped them yesterday. Yeah, Minshew is is probably the best backup in the league. I mean, besides Trey Lance, of course. But I think he's uh, – Trey Lance, please. Yeah, that's what y'all be saying, man. Y'all be Is saying. he even officially the backup? I just see him catching no, the not. ball he's for not. Dak. He's not. No. He's the third string. Yeah. He's, I mean, what a gig. Why are you on the roster? 
You know what I'm saying? Why are you on the active roster as a third string quarterback? I told you the day they did it, message to Dak. Yeah, but just a message. And right now it doesn't matter. He's not he's not receiving it. Three picks yesterday. Uh, on uh on Dak's uh, uh I love him, but on Dak's arm he had a wristband that said ask for help. And that's that's what stop, the that's stop. what the that's Cowboys his, need stop. to do. That's about his brother and stuff. You I know, but play, the, you shouldn't the, even play with that. But the Cowboys need some help, bro. They need some help. After Ask for the, help against the Niners. They need some. They need some milk. That's what they need. They need some whole milk. After what the 49ers did to them last night, <laughs> I mean, them folks were just beating their ass. Every they were getting interceptions off folks' foot. I mean, you just cannot get whipped any worse. Pretty sure a Warner punched out on Tony Pollard. Yeah, it was brutal, brutal. Tony Pollard didn't do a damn thing. I thought, I thought honestly, that was a game where he could shine, and they just didn't let it happen. I told you he needs a, a, a you know, a horse to run with. Not you can't just make him the the every down back. It doesn't work that way. No, it's not working at all, actually. Um, and I don't know what I don't know what the I don't know what the Cowboys do from here. But man, it looks bad. And don't tell I me mean, they got their offensive line back, man. I mean, they got it. That was it. That was their team last night, other than Trayvon Diggs. That was it. And uh, they got smoked. Got absolutely smoked. Yeah. So, NFC, we go, uh, go Niners, Eagles. Our Cowboys third? I don't know. I don't know if I could even do that. There ain't much else to offer you up there in the NFC. Yeah. I what mean, about that's, the Lions? Lions are third, bro. 100%. 100%. Yeah, they are right now, based on this weekend. Yep. But before this week, you'd have had Detroit above the Lions. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would have. Yeah, you're exactly right. I'll move. I'll move it this week. And Lions, they're physical up front. I, I've seen it. Lions so. are four and one. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're just rolling, dude. And they run you like that. That David Montgomery pickup so yep. smart. Yep. That, that that guy's been fantastic for them. Yep. Bucks are frauds. We know that. Um, Falcons three and two. I think the Falcons are just one of those teams that like don't look good, but they find ways to win. I saw a stat. I'd like to see him with a see Arthur with a quarterback. I know. I wonder what it looked like. But there. how about this? What's the stat? Desmond Ritter has never lost a home game since college. It's it got to be coincidence, bro. He isn't. He's I'm never not, lost a home I game. I can't even call dude a gamer. As a starting quarterback, going back to he his days, he has never lost a home game. Weird looking dude too. He he looks old. Yeah, he, he looks like a, dear, yeah. He looks old, like an old old man. young man. Yeah. He's got so, the, he got a, he's got an old the London game doesn't count. No, 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 okay. no. Yeah, like a home a true a you true know, home game at his at his you know yeah Dude, at his he, he is not somebody you look at and you say I'm giving you the he franchise might just be money. a winner though he might just be one but of those even type that of dudes. guy uh, Garoppolo's that and he doesn't get the Jason, max to, no, he's never gotten that to your point every time I see a picture of him I don't know who it is I'm just like who yeah, is that and weird, then they're like yeah. Desmond Ritter and I'm like oh okay <laughs> that's what he looks like yeah strange looking so uh so. Uh, but I don't, I don't think they're like a, a threat or anything like that. I don't think they're a, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, a, play, a Super Bowl contending team. Although, again, you know, you never know. I think the Texans are a lot. I have the Texans already in for next week against the Saints. I think the Texans are a lot better than people probably expected them to be, and that's a big part of that is C.J., right? Of like, course. C.J. looks like he's part of that next, and that's a good one for y'all. There's no question about it. That's a, that's another, that's a next-generation quarterback y'all can add to sort of the list over there. Better believe it. Uh, but, uh, man, he just, he makes, and, and I, I, I tell you what, I mean, we, we were talking about it. I think we can give ourselves a pat on the back for this one. Once we saw him do what he did against Georgia, right, 
in the way that he had gave Ohio well, State a chance to win. He, like, he used the legs in that one in a way I didn't know that he could do. That was the difference. Yep, and he's got not, him in the field goal he's position. He's not really doing game. it in the NFL, but he um, doesn't have to. Exactly, and he and he, his his offense, his weapons stink. I mean, we're talking about Robert Woods here. Tank Dell has a chance to be a good one. But other than that, I mean, we got Dalton Schultz and Nico Collins and Robert Woods. I mean, this is just nothing. This is nothing. You give him a couple weapons like Jalen Hurts has, that dude's going to take off. Ritter had 329 on that ass yesterday, just so you know. I guess I better give him a respect burger, huh? Yeah. Man, please. Yeah, he did. I mean, no. 329. He is not a franchise court. What was he doing two weeks ago? I saw him with his hole in his head. He looked at him. Terrible game. Well, don't you give him a respect burger for bouncing back like this? No. I think you should. What about Jags, Trevor Lawrence against the Bills? They get a burger today? Yeah. Like I said, I see a team that's figuring some things out. Now that it's going to be a balanced unit. Yeah, it's not. Etienne, you got you got a Ridley, Kirk, and uh, my boy uh, Zay Jones. Yeah. Uh, so, Tre- I mean, that's, that's tough. Trevor Lawrence had uh, – I mean, I know he had those fumbles in the red zone. That's got to get cleaned up. But overall, I thought he made some of the best throws you will ever see in the NFL. Oh, calm down. I don't know about all that. Just... I'm, dude, go go pull it up on your ESPN Plus app and watch him again. It was that one of the second – it was like the third to last drive maybe. I think they ended up fumbling in the red zone anyway. But th- like three third down dots, bro. It was like third and 11 at his own three. Yeah. He, and he got the whole Bills defense like crashing down on him. He just hits an out route to Calvin Ridley right there at the sideline. You couldn't have made a better throw under duress than number 15 made. I mean, and he did it two other times on that drive. Just big plays. Trevor Lawrence had a slow start to the season, but he looks like he's getting back to what we saw. Well, at the end go. Of last I, year. I dropped him in fantasy, so you go pick him up, Mister. Oh, somebody, I uh, Mills. I, I tried. Mills got him. I was hoping I could get him on the waiver wire, but mm-hmm. I could not. I'm out here rolling with damn the the, the husk of Matt Stafford. Uh, with Deshaun Watson out, you got you go. Are you will you trade CJ? No, I'm have to go to him now. Richardson's oh, that's hurt. Right, that's right. John, what? you think your Raiders are going to give me four points tonight? Who you need? Myers and Daniel Carlson. Oh, hundred points. points. Come on, bro. You four. got that. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Myers will do that on his own. I hope so. Myers should have a big night. He's been good. Yeah, he should have a big night because uh, uh, all the attention going to be on Devontae. So. Well, I watched my future quarterback this weekend. He was playing against Arizona, and he had to beat him himself because they have no defense. Caleb Williams. Dude, man. yes. My gosh. The way he is electrifying, isn't he? <sighs> he put the team on his back. He, like the way he's, he's, he's amazing. I don't know if, like, the, he does have some bad habits. Like he he, he, he kind of keeps the ball a little low, right, when he's, like, out there – Trying to dance, but man, he that's just because he's Patrick. Yeah, he that's he's making magic. That's the hope. I mean, Patrick don't carry you on his back like dude do. Uh, when he when he had to have a run, he went and got it. Right. You know, Patrick is buying time with those feet. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a hell of a performance. There's no doubt about it. And their defense, uh, uh, he he should be fired. Grinch, huh? He should have been fired last year. They brought him back egregiously. Their defense coordinator. Yes, yes. They brought him back for like for some reason beyond the my whole thing should be cleaned out. It's a mess that they're this far in with Lincoln, and it's that still that bad. Yeah, it's. Uh, Did you see an Arizona quarterback? He was throwing all over. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, fun, fun, uh, fun weekend in college. Fun weekend in the NFL. We'll come back. I respect burgers. Then Jason Fitz at one twenty-five. Stick around, Jason and John. I turn to him. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. ESPN. Now, back to the Jason and John Show, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on Memphis's Sports Station, 92.9 FM ESPN. find any candy or uh candy at Tops Barbecue, but you will find the best barbecue at Tops Barbecue. That cheeseburger is the best in Memphis. Ask about it. You should know by now. Got the Southern Smokehouse Burger on the menu. Tops Barbecue been a loyal partner of the show for going on uh, three years now. And man, we are so appreciative and honored to be partnered up with such an institution in Memphis and deservedly so. They have the best menu in town. Cheeseburger, barbecue, breakfast now. Locations all around Memphis. Get Tops Barbecue today. Yep, breakfast starts at 6.30 at Tops, including at the newest location, 7960 Cordova Road over there in my neck of the woods. So grateful to have them now. Don't have to go over to the Sycamore View location. 18 locations and uh, new because uh, Tops didn't have it when I was growing up. Breakfast, as John said, 6.30 in the morning. Lunch and dinner, that fire-braised chicken sandwich from Memphis White Sauce. You're going to love uh, that half-inch-thick piece of smoked bologna, smoked in only the way the tops can do. Fantastic barbecue bologna sandwich. You got to try. Um, best thing about tops, everything on the menu is good. Don't forget about that Fireman Burger, too. The fantastic barbecue on top of their number one rated burger. Everything's good. Uh, here's the thing. It's no longer 92.9 cents. That was on for that one day. Mm. for that one day. Uh, but it is still the best you're going to get in Memphis, Tennessee, Tops Barbecue, 70 years they've been doing it and still smoking. Uh, we're going to talk to Jason Fitz at 125. We're going to do some respect burgers uh, here in just a little bit, as well as, hey, by the way, uh, a disrespect doubt. All right. We got, I mean, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of those to hand out. By the way, um, one thing we haven't mentioned that happened in the NFL week was Broncos and Jets, and, the, and 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 rightfully so. Oh boy! But uh, that is a setup. Nate Hackett, Nate Hackett got his revenge on uh, on Sean Payton, who is now what one and four. Yep, all and the wins over the Bears. He's yelling at uh, Russ on the sideline. That is, dude, that has gone disastrously. Yeah, he told him the running back it was the check down. And yeah, he didn't throw it to him. And Russ just never like Russ just does what Russ wants to do, right? Mm-hmm. Russ just, you know, wants to improvise and make magic happen, and usually that's going to be at the detriment of his team. Um, I don't know. I, I it was hilarious to see the the reaction on the sideline there. Like Nate Hackett was just like everybody was coming up to him like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we got his ass, yeah. He's t-, you know, it was just it was you could just tell. And I hey, congrats. Aaron Rodgers tweeted, Dub 
Hackett, you know, he was loving it. Um, but I, I just I just thought like the way they made that Jets offense look, Brees Hall back to himself, 31 points. Uh, and it could have been a lot worse. I think there were five drives inside of the Broncos' 10 at, with first downs that ended in field goals for the Jets. That could have been a lot worse than 31. Um, is this a Russ problem, bro? Or is this a Sean Payton problem? Or is this a combination of both? Like, what are we what are we dealing with when we're diagnosing how tragically this partnership is going? Uh, it's a Russ issue at this point, and they're going to um... – you know, it's, it, it could very well affect the rest of his career uh, at, at this point, too. I, I, I don't have his contract stuff in front of me, but you better believe that they're going to roll with Sean Payton uh, as opposed to Russell Wilson based on what they've seen the last two years, uh, that ownership group. They're going to believe more in Sean at this point. And, it's, and the, the, it's on tape. The evidence is on tape. You saw it yesterday. The, the running back, the check down is there, and Russ wants to play Russ. He wants to do what he's always done. And what doesn't help him, John, is that Seattle was so ready to move off of him. That's, that's what this shows. But he wants to cook. He wants to hold the ball and make the big play run all the way around. And the system is saying do something entirely different. We said that coming in is that it felt like Sean could, could change him. If anybody could do it, it'd be Sean. You make him more of a Drew Brees. You get the ball out. It goes against his nature. But if anybody can convince him to do it, it's Sean Payton. He's literally walking by. They're not even communicating. Sean's yelling at him. So you're not. It's not. You're not receiving it. And again, the evidence is there. The checkdowns there. It's the right play. If it was the wrong play, then you could sit up here and say, "Well, what's Sean doing?" Yep. But it's right there in front of everybody. You can see it for yourself. Russ is not taking what the defense gives him. He wants to be hero ball. And if he's not going to change, I'm afraid it's not going to work for him. Uh, probably in this league. Period. You know, there aren't going to be many coaches who believe the best way for me to win is for Russ to hold the ball five, six seconds, go try to run, a, uh, throw a touchdown on every play. Yep. It's not, it's not going to work anymore. Uh, the reason that worked with Seattle, let's be real, too, um, it wasn't just Russ cooking. That defense was phenomenal. And uh, you had a run game and everything else. Uh, unfortunately, the, the sort of changing of Russ uh, is not going very well. And, yeah, I don't think – you know, I don't think he's got much to point to to say, oh, it's Sean's fault. He's not communicating this well to me. Yep. No, nah, bro, you're not getting it because now everybody else sees that you're the issue. Did you see by chance um, the Marshawn Lynch interview that um, uh-uh. he did with Shannon Sharp? No. He was talking about his, his days as a Seahawk and his relationship with Russ. Yeah. And he said, he said I, I didn't have a relationship with Russ. He said, one time I, I, that we, we had a, a bad game. I think it was against the Titans, actually. And, uh, and, and I wanted to call, and, you know, in, the, in, the, in the Marshawn Lynch way, he's like, I wanted to talk to Russ. I wanted to, you know, holler at him. And so, you know, I didn't have his, I didn't have his number. So that's the first red flag. He didn't have his number, bro. He didn't have his quarterback's number. So he goes to one of the, um, he goes to one of the staff, and he says, hey, can you, can you just have Russ, you know, call me? Um, and... and you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 